We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Baisley, catch me out. There you go. <laughs> Horford catches, kicks, Dort for the win, it's good! Pokashevsky, catch, fire, three, and that is good! For the lead, Gilgis Alexander, got it! The Thunder lead by one! Hello, everybody, and welcome to the uncontested post-game podcast edition. I am your host for tonight, Justin as OKC falls to Boston 94-111. to We are proudly part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and the official podcast of BoomtownHoops.com. And be on the lookout for big news. March 31st, we'll be changing our name to the Bally Sports Podcast. I'm kidding. We're not doing that. But I'm kind of sick of those ads on Fox Sports, so hopefully they're done soon. If you don't already, be sure to subscribe I can't ever say that word. Subscribe. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five-star rating. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. We had a great time chatting about this performance, all the highs and lows, and the roster exploration in between live on the Locker Room app. So I'm going to get you over to that audio from there. If you're not already, go download the Locker Room app. Come hang out with us. You can ask questions in the chat. You can hit a request to speak button. I can bring you on stage and you can chat with us. It is a lot of fun. So if you're not already, come check it out. We have a blast and we'd love to answer your questions. But for now, let's go listen to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, my goodness. Uh, this, <laughs> what a game, what a performance, what a show from Moses Brown. If you didn't watch the game, here's what you missed. 21 points, 23 rebounds, eight of 10 shooting from the floor. 
I uh, took some notes throughout the game that I'm going to read off to you now. First one comes from ESPN Stats and Info. Moses Brown had 17 points and 19 rebounds in the first half. What's noteworthy about that? He's the first player with 17 points and 19 rebounds in a first half since a guy named Shaquille O'Neal in 1998. Shaquille O'Neal, ladies and gentlemen, hot dang. (laughs) That's good company if you're Moses Brown. Um, Also, Moses Brown joins the 2020 club. Other members of the 2020 club for the Thunder include Shea Gilgis Alexander last season, Stephen Adams, Russell Westbrook, Serge Ibaka, Nick Collison, and Ennis Cantor. Once again, uh, just incredible company for Moses Brown to be in. Uh, for a guy who was undrafted, for a guy who started the season playing in the G League, he's riding that G League bubble confidence like we've talked about so much. Uh, unbelievable, unbelievable stuff for Moses Brown. Also, 23 rebounds is tied for the most with Steven Adams in OKC history. Just absolutely ridiculous stuff. Yeah, Silver brings up a great point in the chat. This is coming a year after Lugans Dort, where Lugans Dort plays for the Thunder as an undrafted rookie and just does some stupid stuff and gets uh, gets offered a contract at the end of the season. Moses Brown has does, done some stupid stuff as an undrafted rookie for Oklahoma City this season. I think there's a real possibility he gets offered a contract before the end of the season. I think somebody gets bought out. I don't I don't know who that is. Is it Austin Rivers? Is it Mike Mascala, potentially? Uh, whoever it is, I, I think Moses Brown, I mean, at this point, it, it's, it's gotten past the point of it being like a fluke, like he's having a, a hot streak. Like, this guy's just good. He's legitimately good. He has the physical tools to be really, 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 really good, and he's putting them to work. And that G League bubble confidence, man, like you you can't shake it. The way that these guys have returned from that bubble experience and balled out in the NBA is phenomenal. I think I think if I'm the NBA, I seriously consider maybe it's not a bubble next season, but like something similar where the G League gets treated differently. Like don't try to play the G League season exactly like an NBA season where it's like, you know, minor league NBA. Like, do something different with it. Send them somewhere. Let them just play for a couple months and, and treat it like an extended summer league or training camp or, or something like that. I don't know. There's something to it because it's not just Thunder, guys. It's happening all over the NBA. These rookies are coming back from the bubble, and they just look phenomenal. <laughs> it's, it's seriously awesome. Uh, I'm super psyched for Moses Brown. I can't imagine how that feels. I can imagine how it feels to be Moses Brown and be at the free throw line with 19 points and 21 rebounds and clank both free throws. Um, I think my my heart would have been in my throat if I was Moses. Uh, absolutely unbelievable stuff from him. Probably the high point of the night for Oklahoma City. But there's another guy that I, I feel like is nipping at his heels in tonight's game, and that's Teo Maladone. 22 points for Teo, 7 of 16 from the floor, 4 of 10 from behind the arc, 4 of 4 from the free throw line, 8 boards, 4 assists, Two steals. That is a robust stat line for the young fella. Really nice work from Teo tonight. Starting again, as we're going to see him do for probably a large portion of the rest of the season, now that they've announced Shea Gilgis Alexander is out for an extended period of time dealing with that plantar fasciitis injury. 
it's going to be time for Teo to shine. And Teo's been doing it. He's been stepping up. I believe 25 is his career high. Don't quote me on that. He was right, right up in there. Uh, really, really efficient game from Teo. He just always looks so in control. There was a play tonight that caught my eye. Not the flashiest play in the world, but like he was driving and he kind of got stuck. He picked up his dribble. There was nobody to pass it to. He was on his back foot and he just shot it anyway and drained it. And it's like, that's the kind of basketball IQ play that I think really stands out to me with Teo. It's not necessarily, like I said, the flashiest play in the world, but he got stuck and he made the right play and he made a basket. And I think those moments where you're facing some adversity, where you're facing um, some, I don't know, some strangeness in the game, being able to work through that. I think we've seen that time and again from Teo that, that I think is super impressive. A really nice stat from our guy, Nick. He pointed out that Teo Maladon is 10th in scoring and third in assists among all rookies in the NBA this season. 10th in scoring and third in assists. For a guy who's drafted in the second round, what more could you want? Like, honestly, <laughs> I think that this this shows Presti's ability to find gems. You know, does he hit on all of them? No. But I think he's got this knack of finding guys like Lou Dort, like Moses Brown, and now Teo finding these kind of diamonds in, a, in the rough. I mean, uh, th- that's unbelievable stuff for Teo Maladon, for, for a guy who was um, drafted in the second round. He's the, the fifth, I believe it's the fifth youngest player in the NBA, which leads me to something I want to talk about. Let's talk about the starting lineup tonight for OKC. I want to talk about the starting lineup, and I want to talk about their draft positions. So point guard, you had Teo. He's the fifth youngest uh, player in the league. He was drafted in the second round. Then you have Lou Dort, undrafted, as we all know, famously undrafted. Um, Then you had uh, Moses Brown, also famously undrafted. And then you had um, Poku. Hang on. I'm getting my lineups mixed up. This is embarrassing. (laughs) I had a different lineup written down, and I started realizing that that wasn't the starting lineup. Okay. Maladone, drafted at 34. Dort, undrafted. Roby. Drafted in the second round at 45. Brown, undrafted, like I mentioned. And then Poku, drafted at 17, first rounder, but the youngest player in the NBA. Like, that's that's nonsense. <laughs> that's a nonsense lineup. The other one that I was referencing, they played a lineup tonight of Dort, Hall, Brown, Teo, and Poku. Dort, undrafted. Hall, undrafted two-way player. Brown, undrafted two-way player. Poku, fifth youngest in the NBA. Or Poku, youngest in the NBA. Teo, fifth youngest in the NBA. Goodness. That's just unbelievable amounts of youth on Oklahoma City's roster. And you want to talk about roster exploration. Uh, The news breaking earlier today that Al Horford is not going to play the rest of the season to allow for the young guys to get some more experience, to get get the youth of this Thunder team playing time. Uh, If tonight is the first experience for that, uh, it's going to be a ride. Poku played 31 minutes tonight. Moses Brown, 33 minutes. Maladone, 37. Uh, Josh Hall, 20 minutes. And Ty Jerome, 22 minutes. All those young guys getting some serious minutes for OKC. It's going to be a roller coaster. And that, I think, sums up what we saw tonight. Once again, a very young, a very um, undermanned Thunder team. Essentially a G League roster, if we're being honest. Like, the starting lineup was a G League roster. 
And they came out and just like kicked the Celtics in the dick right from the get go. And it's what we've seen from them all season. And I think it's teams looking at the roster, looking at the team on the schedule and taking it easy. And eventually someone's got to realize you just can't do that against this team because they're scrappy. Uh, There's just, they fight. It doesn't matter who's playing. They're going to go at you. And that's what happened to start this game. Thunder outscored the Celtics 25 to 21 in the first quarter. It was much higher than that. I believe the lead got up to 12 at one point. From there on out, second and third quarter were pretty even. And then going into the fourth, OKC's up four points, but it just felt like we were at a tipping point. Like it felt like the Celtics were starting to wake up a little bit, starting to realize like, oh, we can't actually just mess around and win this game. Like maybe we should remember that we are a Eastern Conference contending team that starts two all-stars and maybe we should play like that. (laughs) They just, they went on an absurd run to start the fourth quarter. I think it was up to 19 to two to start the fourth quarter ends 35 14 in the Celtics favor in the fourth. Honestly, if you are looking at this team trying to improve their draft stock tonight was a pretty ideal game, a game where the thunder were competitive. The thunder had a big lead, lots of fun plays. I mean, that Poku dunk. Can we talk about that Poku dunk? Poku just goes off the dribble, one dribble from the three point line and dunks on time. Lord, like, come on, that's incredible. He did hobble off the court moments later with an injury, but he seems to be fine, thankfully. But like some incredibly fun moments, a competitive game, and then like, yeah, the fourth quarter, you fall off a cliff and lose. That's fine. Give me that every night. Honestly, sign me up. I'm here for it. (gasps) We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is, if you're trying to trying to get a high lottery pick, this is the way to do it. Keep me entertained. Give me something to watch, some, some fun moments, some good gifs, and I'm golden. And I am golden. This is the kind of basketball that I hope we continue to see for the Thunder for the rest of the season. I hope we get more games like we got tonight out of OKC. Uh, some bright spots, some serious bright spots from the young guys, some exciting moments of development, but ultimately another ping pong ball and the hopper for OKC in the lottery sweepstakes. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help you even more. With a Credit Karma Money Spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. 
Open your FDIC insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash winmoney to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash winmoney to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. We have some good questions uh, in the chat that I'm going to jump to now. First one from Silver. What percentage chance do you think Horford is bought out? Some accounts think he is. I don't think Horford gets bought out, at least not anytime soon. I think come the summer, maybe. But I don't think that's going to be the first primary route for the Thunder. To me, it feels a little bit... mm, I don't know. I I hesitate to make this comparison. It feels a little bit like the Carmelo Anthony discussions. Oh, just wave and stretch mellow. Just wave and stretch him. Just get him off the roster. We're not, we're not at that place with Horford, but I think the Thunder are still in a position to get an asset back. Do they want to work with him and try to get him to a, a positive destination where he wants to be? Yeah, that's evident from the statement today. Do I think it's worth just like eating the money to do so? No, I, I think Horford can still return a net asset for OKC. So I, I think I'd still be pretty surprised to see that come through. Uh, next question. One month from now, this is from Colin Reed. One month from now, will Bradley or Brown occupy the starting center position? If you had asked me that question, before tonight's game and i know it's probably ridiculous to make swing judgments based off one game but here we are if you had asked me that question before tonight's game i think i say bradley i think i say bradley pretty confidently uh i'm i'm hesitant right now after what we just watched i mean how could you not 21 points and 23 rebounds i just like saying that stat line i'm gonna say it a few more times probably but like this guy is for real I, I always I try to temper myself because I'm I'm the type of person that like dives all the way in and gets too excited about young guys probably. Like I'm all in. I was all in on the Jeremy Lamb train for a long time, if that gives you any indication. Um, but I've been trying to like temper my expectations with Moses Brown, but like he looks legit good. And I, I think that I think he's got a, a serious contributing space for this Thunder team, especially as the the youth movement roster exploration trend continues for the rest of the season that I don't know. I, I think they give Bradley a shot for sure, just because they picked him up in this trade. But I, I think Brown probably gets the nod more often than not. Um, yeah, it's just tough. It's tough not to. Lots of fun moments tonight. Uh, one unfun moment is Lou Dort. Lou Dort left the game, did not come back. Thunder listed him with concussion-like symptoms. He took, a, I think it was a knee to the face. He started to drive, kind of lost his balance and fell, went down and looked a little bit shaken up, went to the locker room there. It's kind of the, the elephant in the room when you think about, you know, what did, what changed? How did the Celtics take over this game? I, I think that's a big part of it. Lou Dort goes out really pretty early in the third quarter. I mentioned the third quarter was pretty even Celtics and Thunder scoring wise, but the fourth quarter was just a barrage. And I mean, the guy leading that charge, Jason Tatum, 
was really kind of leading the show. I'm sure Jason Tatum, Tatum was overjoyed that Lou Dort was in the locker room and not on the court anymore. I'm sure most guys that have to get uh, guarded by Lou Dort get pretty excited if he's not on the floor. Tatum looked a lot more comfortable, felt like he was able to get into a rhythm. He got some other guys involved, like Luke Cornett, who I kind of forgot was still in the NBA. Shouts to Luke Cornett for hitting, a, what was it, two, yeah, two straight threes, I think. <laughs> Just giving the Celtics a little burst there and really kind of opening the floodgates to, to take control of this game. Impressive stuff. Um, I, I always kind of love it when, when you see a guy like that. I think he was like a throw in in the Chicago trade. And here he goes. Just have a night. Luke Cornett shouts to you. Uh, another guy that I'd like to talk about for the thunder. Uh, I, I just like to talk about him in general. And tonight is no different. Alexei Pukashevsky. I mentioned his dunk earlier, but the man, I mean, he is just, he is a wild man. <laughs> I cannot take my eyes off of Poku at any moment in any Thunder game. If he's on the floor, there's probably a 95% chance that I'm watching him. I probably miss a lot of things in every Thunder game when Poku's on the floor. 31 minutes, he was on the floor a lot. There was a lot of Poku watching going on. He's looking so comfortable, like, leading breaks. That makes me excited. Um, He tried to throw a lob to Moses Brown tonight, and it just it brought back G League bubble flashbacks for me. It was the pass was not on target. Moses Brown didn't have a chance to catch it, but he tried. And that confidence is not going anywhere. Uh, Poku, like I mentioned earlier, the youngest player in the NBA. He's going to be one of the youngest players again next year. I know that's something we've mentioned before. And I think that's important to keep in mind if you're a Thunder fan, if you're watching Alexei Pokushevsky on the court, just kind of think of him as a freshman in college. That puts everything in perspective for me. Think of him as a senior in high school, because honestly, he could be. Um, when you think of him in those terms, I feel like it, it totally changes the way that I view him. Yes, he's in the NBA. Yes, he played professionally overseas before he went to the NBA. But honestly, if he, if he was here in the U.S., he'd be a senior in high school right now. And that's nonsense to think about. Like some of the things that he does and the confidence that he brings against a bunch of other grown men, the best basketball players in the world is absolutely incredible. So I hope to continue to see that. Uh, he's going to get a lot more burn as the Thunder continue to uh, explore the depths of their roster, whatever Presti euphemism you want to use there. He's going to continue to have a lot of moments uh, where he's going to have the ball in his hands. He's going to make something happen. It's probably not always going to be pretty, but it is always going to be fun. One more guy I feel like I want to hit on is Josh Hall. Not a lot to say about Josh Hall in terms of actual output on the floor, but what we did get, was Josh Hall action on the floor. <laughs> Josh Hall is a, a NBA player now. Um, we got to see him in person. He was injured early on, so he kind of disappeared. But I know in talking to you know some of our co-hosts, Taylor and Nick, they're really excited about Josh Hall. So it was really good to see him uh, get on the floor and get some actual NBA minutes tonight. Um, I think he he has potential, you know, he's long, he's got a good build. He's super athletic, kind of twitchy. Um, I think continuing to see him get more of those minutes, I think it feels like a given, like I said, given, given how the thunder are exploring their roster, bringing Josh Hall in 
20 minutes tonight. Not bad for your first NBA action. I think that might be increased a little bit um, because of how the game played out with, you know, like Lou Dort going to the locker room and stuff like that. But one of five from the floor tonight for Josh Hall. Oh, of three from behind the arc. Again, like I said, not a huge impact on the game, but I'm excited to continue, uh, continue to watch him play and get some minutes and and see what he can become because there's just so much raw talent on this thunder roster that i think would be would be fascinating aiden williams in the chat great question what position would you target in the upcoming draft currently we hold the ninth pick so this is a great question uh what position do you target you target number one you're gonna go get kate cunningham (laughs) unfortunately the lottery doesn't work that way positive side you mentioned Okay, so he's currently ninth. You know who was ninth the year that they drafted Zion Williamson, number one overall? The New Orleans Pelicans. That's the flip side of the lottery. You can be ninth. Does it is that where you want to be? Probably not. You'd probably like to ensure that you got something a little, little higher odds. But the Pelicans had the ninth best odds the year that they landed the number one overall pick for Zion. So it can happen. I believe right now, I think if you're in the ninth best, I think it's four and a half percent don't quote me on that but i probably spend way too much time on tankathon four and a half percent odds at the number one overall pick you of course also could have a chance of getting houston's pick houston is i believe the third worst record right now so what that means is you know the thunder have roughly a coin flips chance at getting houston's pick because that's what they have. That's the odds they have of, you know, getting one of those top picks. So even if Houston ends up with the worst record, the Thunder still have almost 50-50 odds to get Houston's pick. And then you have Oklahoma City's pick in there as well. I think realistically for the Thunder, like you look at who's worse, Minnesota, you're not passing Minnesota. Detroit, you're not passing Detroit. With the way Houston's been trending, you're probably not passing Houston. Orlando, after those trades, probably not. The next three, it gets a little muddy. The Wizards, the Cavaliers, and the Raptors. It feels like those three teams would be content making the playoffs. So do you see them start to trend up in the second half of the season? Do you see Washington go on a win streak? Do you see Cleveland go on a win streak? If so, and you see the Thunder continue to explore their roster aggressively like they did tonight, do you see those start to shift? So I think like best case scenario, five, I think that's best case scenario. And I think that's probably pushing it because we know this Thunder team is going to continue to win stupid games that they shouldn't win. But if they got to five, that's a 42% chance of being in the top four. You pair that with roughly a, a coin flips chance to get Houston's pick that feels good. That feels, that feels promising. Like you can work with that. And what I think is most fascinating is, you know, considering a scenario, not that this would happen necessarily, but say, OKC lands pick six and pick eight, pick nine, make something up. Who knows? Package those two picks. How high can you go? Throw in another first, a future first. How high can you go? Do you get to four? Maybe. I think that's what's fascinating is not just thinking about the the assets that Oklahoma City controls now, not the ones they control this year, not the ones they could benefit from from the Houston pick, but those two things paired with all the future assets 
that they have in the pipeline really gives Oklahoma City and Sam Presti so much flexibility with how they could attack this lottery. It, it's it's good stuff. And I think there's the, the top of this draft is long enough that you could see Oklahoma City work their way into one of those top prospects, you know, a franchise changing type prospect that you can pair with Shea. You can pair with Lou Dort. Heck, you can pair with Moses Brown <laughs> and go out there and win some games. Um, I, I think it, it's going to be interesting. I think the the franchise has made their intentions abundantly clear. If you were um, hoping to spin <laughs> Presti's euphemisms another way this season, I think they have uh, played their hand. I think the Horford decision today was a pretty aggressive move in order to lose more games. I think you're going to see that uh, moving forward from OKC. I think their intentions are clear, even if Sam Presti won't say it outright, because why would he? I'm pretty sure he could get fined for that. Whatever euphemisms he comes up with, the Thunder are tanking. You know, honestly, this is something I was thinking about tonight. Like, I think tanking just has a PR problem. Tanking, tanking, people don't like to talk about tanking because they don't want to lose. Like, 100%, you're a fan. You shouldn't want to watch your team lose. So let's spin it. Let's put let's put some positive spin on this. Let's talk about it a, a different way. You're not tanking. You're not losing on purpose. You're aggressively improving draft stock. You're ring chasing. That's that's the term today. I mean, LaMarcus Aldridge ring chasing in Brooklyn. That's all you're doing. Oklahoma City's chasing a ring. They're trying to win a title. It may not be how you'd like for them to chase a title, but that's what they're doing. And that's what you should want your team to do. You should want your team to pursue a title. You should want Sam Presti to pursue the best roster he can get by whatever means he can get it. And being a small market, he doesn't have as many tools as some of the big uh, places like Brooklyn who can just like sneeze and pick up an all-star free agent. He's got to be a little bit more aggressive and a little more creative. That's what the Thunder are doing here. They're trying to use what they can control to improve their chances of winning a championship. And does it suck to have to like feel weird about rooting for your favorite team to lose? Yes. And it's unnatural and it's strange, but it's the long-term good. And that's what I want for Oklahoma city as somebody who's, you know, gone through the ups and downs, whatever with this team, like let's, let's, let's push for it. I I don't want to be a fan of the Sacramento Kings. I don't want to be a fan of the New York Knicks for the last decade. I want to be a, a fan of a team that can put together a roster that can go compete to bring home the Larry O'Brien trophy. So I can be in the parade losing my mind as we uh, cheer for finals MVP, Moses Brown. <laughs> okay. That's my, uh, that's my tanking uh, soliloquy for the night. Soliloquy is not a word I'm good at saying. I should have chosen a different word. That's what that was. Any other questions in the chat? We've had some good interaction tonight. Thank you guys, everybody that's jumped in here and listened. We always appreciate you in locker room. I will let you know now that we are going to be coming live Sunday night, tomorrow night, maybe tonight, depending on when you're listening to this, with our weekly live stream show on Twitter, on Facebook, on YouTube. So make sure you tune in for that. We're going to break down bigger thunder themes talk about the nba at large a little bit cover everything that's happened uh lots of trades to break down obviously and go through all the fun that happens there one last question before we go from our guy colin reed do you think austin rivers gets bought out 
I think Austin Rivers gets bought out. Um, if he doesn't get bought out, I don't think he plays. I think he's a Trevor Ariza on this team. Um, I, I just don't see a scenario where he, he doesn't bring value in terms of what Oklahoma City is pursuing, which is losing games at the moment. I don't think that he would be a great like mentor to Teo. I don't know. Maybe that's my bias showing, but like I've never been a huge Austin Rivers fan. I don't think he's necessarily like, oh yeah, he'd be perfect to have in the locker room to really mentor these young guys. Like, I don't think Austin Rivers brings that. And if if he doesn't bring either of those two things, then I don't think you I don't think you want him on this Thunder roster. So I think. I, I I don't think we see Austin Rivers in a Thunder uniform except in some photoshops like we did for Trevor Ariza. But it'll be interesting to see, you know, Presty doesn't typically buy tons of guys out, but I think this year is pretty unique and this situation is pretty unique. So we will see. So like I said, join us tomorrow night live stream. We'll be breaking down questions like that and so much more. Uh, we'll get the gang together. It'll be lots of fun. And then four games next week. We've got a full week of Thunder basketball coming your way. Post-game shows just like this live on the Locker Room app where you can drop your questions. You can come up on stage and ask them live. We have a lot of fun. So I think thank you all for checking this one out. Thanks for tuning in for our Celtics post-game show. And until next time, Thunder up. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.